This is the Legal Lounge from Lanyon Bowdler Solicitors, where you'll hear about many aspects of law in England and Wales with special guests, industry experts, and local charities. Here's your host, Amanda Jones. Hello, and welcome to season four of the Legal Lounge. If you haven't heard the shows in the first three seasons, there's plenty of content for you if you're going through a divorce, want to know more about claiming for injuries, or if you're training to be a lawyer. You'll also meet some amazing local charities and learn about the work they do. You can listen to these shows on your favourite podcast app and get more information by visiting lblaw.co.uk forward slash podcast. In this episode, family solicitors Philippa Pearson and Gemma Hughes discuss relationship breakdowns and divorce within the family farm, how it's important to use a solicitor who understands the complexities which may arise during the course of a legal matter. These can include issues relating to the business, any trusts which are in place, and identifying the generational aspects of the farm. The court wants to ensure the farm remains viable for future generations. Hello, I'm Philippa from the Family Department and I'm here today with Gemma to talk about divorces and relationship breakdown with the family farm. At Lanyon Bowdler, we specialise in agricultural law and in fact all aspects of law that relates to farming and as a result of which we are recognised and on the NFU panel because of our specialisms. And I think what Gemma and I would both like to talk about today is how the divorces and relationship breakdowns that relate to farming cases are different and require a specialist to deal with them rather than the family lawyer that you might find, for instance, in a high street. They are very different, aren't they, Gemma? Yes, no, absolutely. And it sort of takes a a, a special degree um, to be able to work into the specialisms that they require. Yes, certainly. I mean, if you look at a farming case, they're always complex, aren't they? They come with um, business structures. For instance, you can find companies, sole trading businesses, partnerships. So the lawyer is not only got to be a family lawyer, but they've also got to have a good working knowledge of how these various business structures work. And I mean, certainly, I, I quite often I've got all three in, in cases that I deal with. At least two of those structures often appeared. And obviously, sometimes the partnerships are unwritten as well. And that has a, an added degree of difficulty uh, sometimes in establishing all the, the roles of people uh, within the, the farm. Certainly. And then again, often in in family farms, you'll find that it's not just the couple who are involved in the case. You've got loads of other family members as well who may perhaps own some of the land or may be involved in some of the businesses or may have put money into the land and all the businesses. And whilst their names might not appear on any legal documentation as such, they have very important interests which must be taken into account. That often happens, doesn't it, Gemma? Yeah, and it happens also vice versa in trying to establish where there might be uh, sort of a farm that is in the parent's name, but the couple are farming it um, and working on it as if it was their yes, own. Not a promise. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's sort of they've put in obviously, you know, farming is a hugely difficult and labour intensive and, you know, put all energies into it. Um, and it's often that people then um, sort of a difficulty in establishing who owns what. 
And I've had cases where, for instance, there's been a, an old aunt who's always been promised a life there and, and to be able to live in the farm, and that has to be taken into account as well. She hadn't put any money into the farm, but the whole household had been structured around this elderly aunt who could live there until the day that she died, and, and her interests were, were very important and had to be taken into account as well. So, so there's... The, the solicitor who deals with these farming cases has got to know about how businesses work. They've got to have a very good knowledge of business law. They've got to have a really good knowledge of what we call trust law in order to be able to take into account all the various interests of those people who are involved in the farm business and the ownership of the land and who live there. And then they've also got to have a good working knowledge of, of tax and land law as well. When you sort of see that client for the first time, what's your approach? What's sort of the sort of the crucial things that you feel, right, I've got to get on with this straight away. You know, this is the checklist that we need to cover. Well, the first thing I do is I visit the farm. Because frankly, if you don't go and see the farm, you 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 lose so much. And I always think that any solicitor who can't be bothered to get up from their desk and go around and walk around the farm is not going to go the extra mile for the client either. If you go to the farm, you can see where the barns are. You have an immediate idea of which bits of land are absolutely sacrosanct and have, and have got to be kept, which ones are perhaps and I hate to say this because farmers hate selling land, but but which ones are a little bit more distant? Which ones are next to the land where Auntie Gladys lives, for instance, and it's it's and, and has landlocked her land and therefore you've got to be you've got to make sure you keep that because she needs to have that right of way coming over. It's really important to see the way in which the land lies. And it also means that when you're looking at all these plans when you're back in the office and you've got all these maps in front of you, you know exactly what they mean. You know what, where they all relate. You know where, where the road access is, where the bit of land is that always floods, where, you know, Uncle Tom Cobbley's orchard is. And you've got a, a really good working knowledge of it. And it, it means that you can really help, I think, to understand how the whole farming structure works and to give your client the very, very best advice. So that would be my first tip, actually, for any farmer um, or you know, or anybody in a farming family who's going through a relationship breakdown is, is your solicitor prepared to actually come and see your land? And if they're not, tell them to sling their hook, I think, <laughs> because then they're not, they're not going to be worth very much. And then the next thing that you, I think you've got to do is, is get a, a really good idea of the family tree and the generational aspect of the case, because that's so important, isn't it, Gemma? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's sort of establishing how many generations this has come back, when it is sort of purchased. And you often get sort of almost pieces of land which were only purchased potentially sort of 10 years ago. But there are other sort of pieces of land which are, you know, are more important and, and kind of been in the in the family generations. And, and obviously that's a crucial because that's what sort of feeds into when a judge makes a decision and how long it's been into um, generations of, of farming that that could be a factor that the court weigh up in in, in doing that because obviously it's not a normal case where you know we will advise our clients if there isn't a farm that you know the starting off point is 50 50 and it can deviate from that for a variety of reasons you know it, farming cases are rarely that uh, as a starting off point in terms of looking up everything the generational aspect is really really important the court very much understands doesn't it the importance 
of the land and the farm to a family and the fact that each generation is basically custodian. They're just custodians for the next generation. The English and Welsh courts really do understand and get that, don't they, Gemma? Yeah, and the problem that we have in farming cases, it's all capital kind of high, that there's very, sometimes, you know, very limited income and and it's all tied up. So it's a real conundrum and puzzle to try and unpick it to be able to provide a, a solution that kind of works for for both parties. As, and it's, you know, it, it, it is one of the hardest, I think, for judges to have to determine in sort of moving away from that equality. Um, but the, the farming cases are exceptional. They are exceptional farming cases, which is why you've really got to have a solicitor who deals with those sort of cases all the time, because the the, the whole approach is totally different from 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 other divorces, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and there's also such a high uh, sort of experts that will be required in order to kind of identify sort of the valuation of, of the land, the business. You know, there's so many different options that you're going to have to deal with in getting those proper experts out. Um, because obviously before the court can determine any division, they need to know exactly what, what the assets are valued at. And that's tricky. You're absolutely right. So you've got to know the right experts to go to to get the right valuations. And obviously in a lot of farming cases, people have had to diversify to try and get some some money in. Now that might be they've put solar farms on or gone into glamping. Um, there might be a farm shop. So there's so many different aspects in terms of sort of the farm that it may not have been what the original purpose is, but as time has gone on and sort of other members of the partnership or the, the, the business has kind of developed their own area, then obviously all of those will still have to be dealt with as, as a whole, really. Yeah, you're so right, Gemma, because that's another important message to get across to people in these situations, isn't it? Is that the the court really wants the businesses, the farm business in its various forms to succeed. It it is its job is not to say, right, okay, sell the farm. Oh, oh, it's not going to be viable any longer. Oh, well, that's it, you've lost it. The court hates doing that, doesn't it? The court really wants to ensure that the farming business or businesses as they are continue so that the farm remains viable for future generations. And that's that's really a fundamental um, thing that the court always strives to achieve, isn't it? Yeah, if they lose the capital, they lose the income. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's kind of very difficult balance to strike and it's trying to make things stretch where sometimes they, they can't and um, it's just making sure that it's the, the court try and do it as fair as they, they possibly can in the difficult circumstances. Well, making sure that everybody has their needs met and everybody can you know, live somewhere decently at the end of the day. So going back to that initial meeting, Gemma, you were saying, you know, so what else would you do? And I said, well, obviously go and see the farm first and get the whole background because you've got to have a really good picture, haven't you, of the um, of the, the family structures and the business structures. But then after that, I would say it's, it's organisation. When I was a, a young solicitor, being trained I, I remember my boss saying to me that the art of a good solicitor is the art of controlling the paperwork and that is so true and, and I don't know about you Gemma but I pick up cases from um, other firms you know regularly who are, which, where they're halfway through the farming case and I open them up and the the, the papers are all 
over the place because nobody has bothered to organise all the various pieces of paper regarding the ownership of all the land. It's 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 in various different places and it's all mixed muddled up. So nobody's really got a clue what's there. And it can give a very false picture to the court and to the other side if you don't organise it properly, schedule it so that everybody knows how it's owned, what it's worth, where it is, then the court and then everybody else can deal with it, negotiate around it and and achieve a fair settlement. Not only does it make your life easier, but you also have got a plus point with the judge because there's nothing more that a judge likes than opening up a bundle and it's lovely paginated and colour coded. And everybody knows because there's nothing worse than wasting time where there are disputes about what land is owned by who. But if you're approaching it where everybody already knows that before you're at the the, the, the door to the court, that you're halfway there uh, to kind of, uh, you know, not having any issues that can be easily dealt with, um, you know, at, at an early stage. And I said, I know we keep talking about the court, but actually we settle loads of cases, don't we? It's just that we have to use the, the way in which the court deals with things as the yardstick by which we measure everything. And if we if we prepare the case and get it ready as though it were going to court I find that everything starts to just fit into place and and the chances of reaching a settlement are really high. Exactly and I think if you get on the front foot and prepare as if you're going to court and in the hope and expectation that you don't go there you're not repeating any of the work that if you can't reach a settlement you're there already and we're able to um, sort of carry on on the case seamlessly without wasting time and without you know, incurring duplicate in costs. Um, And it also sort of shows to the other side uh, that you're prepared and, you know, you're organised and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, obviously mediation and collaborative law and all of that can feed into reaching a settlement. Um, And more often than not, most people are sensible and, you know, can um, see that, you know, hopefully uh, that it doesn't actually have to go to court. Yeah, I agree with you, Gemma, because I think if you take the steer in actually organising the case and getting it all ready, then you can basically steer the negotiations in the way, in the direction in which in which you want to go. And and the other thing I suppose we need to make clear is that, yes, we do deal with um, people in divorce situations in relation to farming, but also people who've, who've cohabited for years as well, where the law is similar, but in another way, entirely different, isn't it? <laughs> You still have to prepare it in the same way, don't you? You've still got to organise all the land. You've still got to make sure you get all the right experts in to value everything. But again, your solicitor has got to have that knowledge of strict property law and commercial law. So as and and also trust law, as with divorces, in order to give the correct advice, because the result... um, of the or at least I suppose the, the appropriate settlement for a couple who've never got married can be entirely different to that of a couple who've got married can't it absolutely and and that's why it's good to get that advice early on so that they're you know aware of what the sort of the options are because you know there we often get faced with options and it's down to the personal choice of the client of you know which option would suit them better but obviously getting that advice early on is 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 helpful and uh, relying on the expertise and and even if um, they have reached a settlement obviously they then need to look at the impact that that may have going forward in terms of tax or you know anything like that um, so even if they think they we've got an agreement together, they need to make sure that there are not things that they haven't thought about which could have an, an impact for them uh, moving forward. 
and at all times keeping an eye on on the needs of the family and particularly the children that are involved as well that's it's crucial isn't it to never lose that that concept of the fact that you are dealing here with with the nuclear family which involves um, any children who may be around and making sure that that you, you know the solicitor is not making things worse for the family as it separates but also bearing in mind all those those other members of the family who are just slightly more slightly more removed but still very involved with the whole structure of the of the farm business it's really important isn't it to keep that in mind yeah because farming is never one couple you know it's either sort of relying on so many uh, members of the extended family that even if they are either sort of you know only sort of come up once a week or they're there on a regular basis you know this is a huge entity which can only be dealt with um, sort of as as a whole for the whole family and it's all going to have an impact um, for, for, for a lot of people um, so that's why it's obviously good to try and have that early advice for people and that um, hopefully they're you know, there won't be any animosity and that it can be dealt with in a, in a, in a sensible and uh, considered way. And so if anyone finds themselves in a situation where they're in a relationship breakdown, which involves a farming case, I would always suggest that they contact their local NFU to find a specialist family lawyer. And of course, Lanyon Bowdler, as members of the NFU panel, are always happy to help. Thanks to Gemma and Philippa for lending their expertise. More proof that lawyers don't bite. If you have a legal issue you'd like me to put to the team to cover in an upcoming episode, please let me know by visiting lblaw.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, please remember to follow or subscribe on your app so you're notified of new releases. Speak to you soon. That was the Legal Lounge from Lanyon Bowdler Solicitors. Visit lblaw.co.uk slash podcast for helpful resources. And please do follow or subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode.